Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. That's right. Welcome in. Mackie and Judd here. Daily Minnesota sports entertainment. And uh, Judd, so I'm heading out, out of town on a little vacay here. It's like every... Every like July or August, I just need like one good reset, and then we dive into the real grind, the football season. And by grind, I put it in air quotes because it's super fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard, hard work. What it we really do, is. Yeah. heavy lifting every day. Construction level yeah, work. It really exactly is right. Yeah. exactly right. Um, and so we figured, all right, before uh, before I head out of town here, let's fire up a little feedback Friday on a Wednesday because we love our feedback Friday sessions. Um, I was traveling for, for work last week, and so we haven't done it in a couple of weeks here, the mm-hmm. two of us. Uh, Declan is off. We sent Declan, go ahead, do a happy hour thing, and uh, we'll get back with you tomorrow. So Feedback Friday on a Wednesday, and it's very Vikings-centric here if you're ready to rock and roll. Uh, Brian Ooh. L. brings mm-hmm. in the first one. And by the way, um, this first comment here, this first uh, question, this is from Twitter, We're going to have this one presented by our old friend Jeff Diamond, former Vikings general manager, 1998 season, and uh, was later named NFL Executive of the Year. So he's doing training camp updates on Score North Radio, AM 1500 in the Twin Cities and scorenorth.com. If you want to check those out, presented by select Minnesota Buick GMC dealers. You can find them sprinkled throughout the morning and afternoon on Score North Radio if you want to hear from uh, a longtime successful NFL and Vikings executive. Brian L. on the Vikings says, would Mike Zimmer get fired over a wild card playoff loss? I love this question. My answer is this. It depends on what has happened. But if this team is healthy, if this team gets to the playoffs, and, and since there are now seven teams, Phil Mackey, that get into the playoffs, let's say they sort of sneak in, okay? They get to their first playoff game, wild card round, and lose. I think the answer is yes. Now, if all hell breaks loose, Kirk Cousins gets sick, Kirk Cousins gets hurt, guys go down, and Zim wills them to a playoff berth, and they lose. I think the Wolves look at that differently. But I'm going to say for the sake of this conversation that if they, if the Vikings do what's expected of them, still finish second to the Packers in the north and lose in the wild card round, I think there is a coaching change. How about you? Yeah, like I think you could say in a vacuum, well, how can you fire a guy that like his worst ever season is what, seven and nine? 
You know, it's he, he's never had a train wreck season. He's never had one of those three and thirteens. Um, you know, you can't just go firing a guy. So I I could I could get behind stability and what the Pittsburgh Steelers do, which is they've had three coaches since like the seventies, right? Or like nineteen sixty nine. So since Chuck the sixties, they've had yeah, three coaches since the sixties in my lifetime. That's insane. Yes, but I'm very old. But they preach stability. Now, the yeah. difference between the Steelers and the Vikings is every 10 years or so, the Steelers either go to or win a Super Bowl. And uh, they've got two Super Bowl wins in the 2000s, one under Bill Cowher and uh, one under Mike Tomlin. So I think if you're the Vikings and you're trying to find your first Super Bowl win, like the Steelers can say, listen, we're not going to win a Super Bowl every year, so we're not going to fly off the handle and overreact. We're looking for long-term, stable um, let's let's avoid train wrecks. Let's be competitive. Let's win some divisions. The Vikings have one box left to check, and it's Super Bowl. And so they have to figure out, is Mike Zimmer capable of leading them to where they need to go as a franchise to complete the final mission after 60-plus years? Mm-hmm. So it's less about, to me, it's less about, like, how many games do they need to win or did they win X amount of games in the playoffs? I think you really have to get to the end of the season whether they lose in the wild card round or whether they go around deeper, whatever, and say, do you think Mike Zimmer can take the Vikings to the place they haven't been in franchise history? Um, and so, but so I, I do think there should be a lot of pressure on him this year. Here's another one too. It's a similar question from JV All Stars. If we have another 2017 season where we make the NFC Championship game, but then get ran off the field in that game, mm-hmm. who loses their job? Who keeps their job? Um, boy, that's, so if they do that again, Spielman's perfectly safe. Zimmer Zimmer's probably safe. Is safe at that point in time. Um, I'm curious about Cousins, but not so much because of the end result as the overall orga- organizational feeling about Kirk right now. Um, n- not to go back to the vax, non-vax discussion, but there are definitely a lot of people in the Vikings building who are not pleased and don't feel that Kirk is is doing all he can to win, which, by the way, in football is all people care about. Yeah. But I don't think anybody loses their job who is in charge if they get to the championship game and they get drilled. I just don't see that one. I think a playoff loss and out, yes. The championship game and you lose by a ton, you still made yeah. it to the championship game. But then, like, here, here's the thing. Even with this conversation and, and these questions, it's all about, like, what do you need to do to keep your job? That's not the bar that I'm concerned about. It's always like, what do they need to do? Does he need to go nine, nine wins, 11 wins to keep his job? It's like, honestly, if you go 5-12 and 12 and, it's, and it's still deemed that, you know what, that was a train wreck season, but I think if this and this and this happen, you can still lead us to a Super Bowl. Like, that's where... Like the record and then how many playoff wins are less important to me than the philosophy and the leadership and just how you feel about a guy's ability to to be great as a head coach. And I, Mike Zimmer's good, not great to this point. So this year, there are, there is a lot at stake for him this year. If this defense does not play extremely well, Mike's in trouble because Mike's the one who basically said, get me defensive guys. Mm-hmm. So so if this team, that that's the point, is it's it's going to be how it looks as well. So if the defense plays lights out and Kirk screws up, guess who's going to, to divorce himself immediately from not my fault. Mike is to the Wilfs and say, my defense played well. That quarterback that Rick Spielman signed. So that's why this conversation is always going to come back to 
How did it look? I mean, if Pat P can't play, guess who gets the demerit for that? Zimmer does, because he's the one who said, yeah, sign him up. We So this is all, to me, going to largely be based on how does it look, who plays well, who does not play well, and it's not going to shock me if, at least internally, it turns into a bit of a power struggle and finger-pointing by the GM and coach, because while they work hand-in-hand in acquiring guys, I don't know that they work hand-in-hand in saying that was the greatest move. You know, Kirk Cousins is Rick's guy. That's not Mike's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the majority of guys they brought in on defense are Mike's guys. So that's what it all comes down to. How does it look and who can who can duck fastest and escape blame? Because yeah. that's sports. It's and the good fair, news for sports. Mike is if he does get fired, he'll have more time to golf and maybe stop by PXG Minneapolis, which is a golfer's paradise. And he can definitely afford top-of-the-line golf clubs. And PXG does have some top-of-the-line golf clubs, like the Gen 4 golf clubs, which you guys should totally check out. Um, There he is right there in bobblehead form. Maybe we can change out that headset for a golf hat, a visor, and some PXG clubs. Maybe that's what has to happen. Uh, They also have clubs priced for all different levels of competitors. So check them out. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. I love the mask, the COVID mask. It doesn't stay on well, though. The COVID mask from last year does not stay on like it should. (laughs) Ticks me off. Find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. All right. Um, all right, let's see here. Feedback Friday on a Wednesday. Continuing, Pablo Gonzalez says, when will Christian Derrissaw and or Wyatt Davis start a regular season game? Okay, let's start with Derrissaw. He had surgery in January. He actually participated more, not first team snaps, but he actually participated more, I believe, taking second team snaps at left tackle in minicamp. In training camp, he sat out until about the last I don't know, four days. He is now suited up in full pads, but he is still not taking part. So Rashad Hill is your starter to start the season. And then I think that job is going to depend is, is Hill good? If, if Hill plays decent, he keeps that job. If he doesn't, they rush Derisaw. And the question with Derisaw that I have, Phil, is what's his health? Because I don't think it, if, if he can play, he probably should. But, you know, if this didn't go well, and let's say he's had setbacks that they're obviously not going to talk about, that becomes the question. Um, I'm going to say this. Ideal circumstance, Christian Derrissaw, probably, realistically, week five or six. Wow. That's, I'm going to say that's, that. That's pretty ma- – they did not plan for that. No, this is a – something's wrong. I mean, this is a disappointment. Davis is not so so Davis might be more us being like you drafted a guard Ohio State plug him in yeah I can't prove to you that they said yeah hell yeah Um, I I think they would like to see him second team but they clearly saw something in the offseason camps they didn't love there Um, and he's a third round pick it's disappointing but it's not disastrous the Derisaw thing to me borders on a massive problem because there's no way that you trade back to 23 in the first round, pat yourself on the back, which they did, and then be like, ah, but he had surgery, he can't play, right? Like, mm-hmm. that that doesn't check for me. There, There's something that went wrong there, and that one's a problem. And Rashad Hill is a backup for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, has Rashad Hill ever played anything close to a full season? I don't uh, think he so, played right? a bunch of He played 
a bunch of right tackle before O'Neal took over a few years back after he got drafted. And then he shifted over. Riley Reef got hurt and played like two games at left tackle. And he is a very valuable backup at tackle. But yeah. like if he's your left tackle for an entire season protecting Kirk's blind side, I don't like that. I think you can live with him for a month, That's but it's it's not it wasn't ideal to to have to pencil that in for the first month of the season. And the other thing too is we don't know if Christian Darrisaw is going to be a good NFL player yet. You hope that he's going to be. He's a first-round pick. But Matt Khalil, who, in fairness, Matt Khalil was fine as a rookie. And then after that, the wheels came off and the knee injury and stuff. But, like, you never, you never know. You know? Uh, TB92 chimes in here on Twitter. What are your thoughts on the Vikings potentially getting Larry Fitzgerald back as a ball boy for the 2021 season? It'd be a great upgrade for what we have now, and he has experience in our system, in our ball boy system. Um, I like the idea. I feel like so Larry hasn't announced his retirement yet. No. Does he still want to play? And the Cardinals have just said, eh, I think we're I think we're I good. have no idea. It's I have no weird. clue. But I, I think that's one that if you were gonna bring him here, I think you would have done it in like June, right? July. Like now seems late. And and look, this team has in a guy like KJ Osborne, a potentially developing player. So that that's fine. The Fitzy thing intrigued me from a third receiver depth guy who is a character guy. But if they go with Osborne, I think that's fine too. Like among the places that I think Vikings fans should be concerned about, the receiver depth yeah. is not one of them. Yeah, I think after after seeing some of these guys and like getting your reports from training camp, just seeing some of these guys and some of the training camp footage, I'm a lot less concerned about the number three wide receiver spot than I was two months ago. Yes. Now, would it be fun to have Larry Fitzgerald around? Not as a ball boy, but as a player and sort of a pseudo assistant coach. Yeah. But who are you cut? You're not going to cut. You're not going to cut Smith Marset. You're not going to cut KJ Osborne, D.D. Westbrook. Like that's five. That's five right there. Then Chad Beebe, you know, BC Johnson's out for the year, but um, yeah. Well, I hope I, I may, maybe he'll just sit out at this point. Maybe Chad it's the Beebe. Judd Zolgad rule of aging as a player. Just exactly we don't need right. To see, yeah, we don't you know need to what, see. You know what? Too, despite what our guy Declan Goff says, Chad Beebe's just fine. And Chad Beebe's role, I don't understand the over-the-top Declan hate for a guy who is certainly not spectacular, but you know what he is as a, a depth receiver, yeah. solid enough. You know, he, he Declan's Declan's not here to defend himself for this episode, but um, he did. Let's see. Uh, Viking Central tweets into the show. Question mostly for Declan. Did Chad Beebe ruin one of your relationships? What the hell? It is. <laughs> it's, weird. it's a valid question. It is an odd, an odd hatred that is sort of <laughs> I can't figure out. Um, Aiden S. And Aiden, your question to us is presented by Dennis Kirk. Congratulations. You've hit the open road with Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories for bike riders, the Harley type, the sport bike type. Order by 8 p.m. and they ship the same day and shipping is free for orders over $89. When the open road calls, head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today and they ship this question from Aiden to us. Would you rather take Justin Jefferson on the Vikings or Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves? You can only pick one, and you have to lose the other. This is a, a, a very difficult question that I absolutely love. It's great. Um, okay. My logic is going 
to be dictated by this. The Wolves, and I know, Phil, you love the Wolves, but the Wolves are the Wolves. We're used to them being bad. Wow, you're just dismissing all the Vikings. That's what's happening. The Vikings, the Vikings are expected to be good and often are. So I'm going to lose Ant, not because I don't like him. I think he's great. But Justin Jefferson's um, presence on the Vikings roster is imperative to them being successful. I mean, look, Thielen's a nice player, and I, and he makes some great catches. But Justin Jefferson is going to be, I think, again, by the end of this year, one of the top five wide receivers in the National Football League. He's that impressive. He's that good. So based on circumstances of which team I would prefer to see be successful, I'm keeping Jefferson and jettisoning Ant. Nothing personal, Anthony Edwards. Wow. So I totally disagree. I and it's not, and it's, it's not because of my obsession with the Timberwolves, because I also would like to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before I die. That's our motto on Purple Daily. But if the Timberwolves can't get Anthony Edwards to take off and become some version of like some modern version of Dwayne Wade, then they're screwed. There's just not like I don't know what I don't know how many times you can keep getting top draft picks. Yeah, then they're moving to Vegas or my neck of the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Or Kansas City, maybe. Yeah. Tampa. We're out, like I guess Nashville. You put a team in mm. Nashville. Um Nashville. the Vikings can win without Justin Jefferson. It's harder. Yeah. They're not going to move the ball as well. Come but, on. But a wide receiver has a lot less influence on overall team success than a star wing player who can shoot three pointers at a 40% clip and take over games. So, in terms of like the engine that drives winning, I'm not saying Jefferson isn't a huge, huge part of it. Yeah. But you can win without Justin Jefferson. Hell, the Vikings went 10 and 6 one year with like. I think Bobby Wade was their number one receiver. In but the, two, no, Barian was. Barian yeah, the, was their number one receiver. But the game has changed since then. Like, the wide receivers are, have become more and more important. It's true. I just know that I covered teams with guys like Aroma Shadu and Michael Jenkins and Travis Taylor, and it was no fun to watch. Like, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Thielen, Moss. There's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I, I hear you. Your team, your you. team, when you're throwing to a 74 year old Michael Jenkins, is pretty boring. Yeah, but I would also say there's a but, lot of yeah, you know the, the Vikings jettisoned. They traded Stefan Diggs and they found Justin Jefferson. Like there's there's a lot of great receivers out there hey, to be found. You're I so. don't yeah no Ant's fantastic. Jefferson's great. I'm just saying I think the Vikings have a better chance to win a Super Bowl than the Wolves do. The lob. So I'm keeping Jeff. There's really no way to like argue this without like it, in either case, you're saying goodbye to a great generational yeah. potential generational talent and you're dismissing one of them. So um, Minnesota Vikings guy asks, why do the Vikings consistently fail to develop rookies to play right away? Even in drafting the right player, they aren't ready, quote unquote, week one, like Justin Jefferson. Not one rookie this year will start in the first few weeks. Seems like a wasted draft capital, and other teams find immediate roles for rookies. Is that valid criticism? 1,000%. Let's go back to last year. Especially offensive line. I mean, Ezra, why did Ezra Cleveland not play from day one? Are you telling me that Drew Samia, who, by the way, graded among the worst offensive linemen for his four games, among all O-linemen in the National Football League, are you telling me that Ezra Cleveland couldn't have done that or better? I don't know. And, and Zim tried to defend himself 
this past week by, by saying people think I don't like like them rookies. I love them, and if they deserve to play, they'll play. But I guess my question back to Mike would be, but what are your standards? And he's always talking about how well they 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 don't know this or the special teams thing. They've got a long way to go, and it's like okay, I get that. But pure athletic ability has to count for something. Yeah. And, and, okay. When it also, comes it's to like, like, like Dakota Dozier was the bar you said. He's a veteran yeah. last year. But when year, it comes so. to like QBs, totally get it. You know what? QB, you throw him in, he fails, he can be ruined. But Cleveland or a guy like Darisaw possibly as quickly as possible, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's a good point. And I don't think it's that the Vikings rookies necessarily stink i think it's the head coach doesn't trust him but he doesn't trust him to a fault yeah i think he sets like he definitely sets a different bar for veterans in terms of like what he'll allow a guy all right i don't trust wyatt davis is a bad example because he might just not be ready but you know i don't trust justin jefferson yet right but i do trust dakota dozier or some slappy backup Safety, like Anderson Deho or something, right? And how did you watch in training camp last year? How do you watch Jefferson in training camp and BC Johnson and go, you know what? We got to start BC. <laughs> I know. It's like, amazing. Like, what are you watching? What are you seeing? Wow. And you know what? Oh, Justin didn't run the exact right route. Okay. Did they we'll start work on that. 0-2? Uh, remind me yeah. of the first two games yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, they like... lost to the Packers and lost to the Colts trying to think of how close i think those games were mostly out of reach but maybe and, like that Packers game he started Titans. to come back yeah but, but justin jefferson, jefferson was good in that, in, Titan in that game. game yes yeah yeah in fact he, he caught a long touchdown but yeah they started 0-2 and if i'm not mistaken bc johnson started both games but i just don't know how you watch him practice and bc johnson practice and be like yeah we gotta start bc man yeah i it's uh so it's a mystery to me too question. uh certified kellen mond stan asks you can guess what the topic's going to be here what do you guys think kellen mon's upside will be i wonder if this guy does does this guy just go around just asking everyone questions about kellen mon if, if you're certified kellen mon stan on twitter oh, you have to just to. be popping into everyone's at replies right just yeah how, did, how did he look what did he eat for lunch today what stores was he shopping in on saturday did he find some good seafood all right he asks what do you guys think kellen mon's upside will be have your expectations for him gone up or down since the draft? I'm trying to think of a way to say this without without coming off extremely negative because my expectations were not that he was ever going to start as a rookie. My expectations after watching him for the first three days of camp and, and then he tested positive for COVID um, went down though because I think there's a lot of mechanical work to be done. So they've gone down. He's not where I thought he might be, but a, but to, to go to our conversation about the fact that I do think it hurts him to have sat out for 10 days, but it certainly does not destroy something. Um, my expectations for Mond right now for 2021 are that he's going to learn as much as possible. I think he's a sponge, so I think he's a smart kid who wants to, to learn. I don't think it's a, a cocky problem. I think that's fine. Uh, so I do have hopes for him, but I would say between – Becoming sick and before that showing some signs of mechanics that have to be probably honed quite a bit. My my overall expectation has gone down. But last thing, in fairness, he's a third round pick. 
So he's not a first round pick. So it would be completely un- unfair to be like, oh, I thought he could start by week eight. I did not think. Yeah, I, I don't think my expectations have changed at all, really. I mean, he's he's gone through OTAs and minicamp, which is, you know, a, a large handful of practices. I think him getting derailed for 10 days with the COVID positive wasn't a good thing, but he was never supposed to. I mean, I think I think the, the setback is could he have been the backup quarterback right away if he had had a great camp and he was there all the time and practicing and lighting it up. But we've always known that he's had mechanical things that need to be worked out, so that's not a huge surprise. I think the only thing that has really changed is, well, I thought he would be closer to being ready to be a backup quarterback, but even then, like, Jake Browning's been in the system and on the practice squad for two years, mm-hmm. so it's not that, and he's, and he's a more experienced college quarterback, too, so, so it's not that surprising that Jake Browning would be in this mix. So for me, zero. It hasn't really changed at all. Um, and then let's see, Bulldogs 13 TV says, what was the point of the Mason Cole trade? He's the the backup sort of swing center and guard that the Vikings grabbed. Was he yep. a trade or a signing? Is he trade, a trade, right? Seventh round pick or From something? From the Cardinals. I thought, I thought it was yeah. a trade. I thought they sent him, yeah, a late round draft pick. And he says, I ha- haven't heard his name mentioned once during training camp. Will he even make the team? Yes, he'll make, I think he'll make the team. I think he is... When I charted it, and they did put out a, an unofficial training camp depth chart today. I think he is the center behind Bradbury. Uh, now, it's interesting that the, they've had Davis sort of cross-training at guard and center, which I don't, which I think is a down-the-road thing. Uh, a guy like Cole, though, we wouldn't talk about. Like, you're not going to talk about, oh, the backup center looks great. Like, he's he's there. He's know, there man. to I add. Yeah. I think we might owe it. Let's let's let, let's let's just do a full episode next week on Purple Daily where we only talk about backup interior offensive linemen. Pay it off, yeah. So I mean, we don't talk about that, right? We never talk about that. I need um, more Mason Cole updates. I think you need a, maybe a Mason Cole just live feed at the next I can get Vikings you, practice. I was gonna say I can stream it for you. See a little Mason Cole, but yes, I believe that he is going to make the uh, roster, and I believe in an ideal world he is not going to have to play. Isn't it kind of weird though that? This dude has experience as a center and a guard, a starting yeah. center and a starting guard in the NFL. Yeah. And the Vikings are running out for right guard right now. Three guys in competition. Dakota Dozier, awful. Drew Samia was awful last year. And then Oli Udo, who has upside but has never played guard in the NFL before. Right. Like, why isn't Mason Cole also fighting for that starting job? Do they I just like Oli Udo's upside better? Yeah. Well, one, I think they want Cole... I think they want Cole behind Bradbury exclusively. I don't know that they see him as as a guard. The Cardinals might have, but I don't think that the Vikings do. Uh, the Samia thing, don't buy. He is with this team, and he's practicing. Um, but to be very clear, the right guards are, are your guy, Udo, Dakota Dozier, Wyatt Davis. Um, Mike mentioned Samia. He doesn't practice there. Is so it like, possible that Mike just doesn't really know like all the offensive personnel? He's just na- well, he's just yeah, naming names. Po- interior line, it's absolutely possible. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, uh, that that one guy, Johnson. Yeah, that I would, guy. I would love to know the story though about how much before camp because it was just before camp that somebody panicked and said, "Okay, Dakota Dozer right now is our starting right guard," and somebody else said. Udo, just move him from tackle and see what he can do. See what happens. So, like, there's a weird story there. 
Also, I love how Udo's become my guy because I'm the only one on this show that'll come out and just say, "Guys, let's wait to pile on him until he actually you know gets pancaked by, by a defensive lineman." And that's, I'm, that's, I'm not even saying he's going to be amazing. I just don't know. I'm basically saying my stance is I don't know yet. I guess we'll find okay. out. He's but my said, guy. But I said <laughs> the same thing last year about Drew Samien. Do you know how wrong I was? Yeah, well. I said the same thing last year. I'm, I'm like, let's wait, you know, because you. He's got a nasty streak. Just wait till you see Drew Samia. He's going to really lay it to interior um, defensive linemen. And you know what happened? Again, he was one of the worst players at his position overall, not just guard, for four games. Yeah. So that's why I am very hesitant to say tackle converted guard. Yeah, that's going to work out well. Well, I'll tell you, heading into the season, not really knowing who your right guard is going to be or your left tackle can be risky. And if you're a business owner out there, you want to protect against risks that could potentially dent your business. And that's where Federated Mutual Insurance Company comes in. Over 100 years of experience, based in Owatonna, they are one of us. They've been proud supporters of Minnesota sports teams, Gophers Athletics, throughout the years, and they proudly support your business if you will allow them to. You can find a full list of industries that Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, good little session. Feedback Friday on a Wednesday here. I'm Mackie and Judd. Let's move this guy to guard and see what happens, Rick. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at the depth chart. We totally forgot about offensive line that. with our cap space. We were spending so much money on the quarterback. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> I got to go back to the grocery store and get Dang a guard. It. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, it, it happens. I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I forgot to get Pepto-Bismol. All right? You know, got to go back today. Sometimes you forget. The Sometimes Vikings you can't line. read your grocery list. Is is like in those cooking shows, the the quick fire challenge that, that has to be done on a really small budget. You've only got five dollars to spend. Contestants go. Oh God. Okay, I'll take uh, uh, some Calvin Tomlinson and uh, blah, blah, blah. crap. Take, <laughs> give me Mason Cole. Give me a Mason Cole. <laughs> totally this center is not very tasty. He's not very good. Well, I I just didn't have much money left. That's probably what happened. Uh, so, all right, we're going to take a deep breath here, and we're going to come back, write that down predictions and an accountability session here on Mackie and Judd. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. And that's right. It's Write That Down time through the uh, Declan Goff, the great modern technology oh my god isn't so great. phil was on segment one but because it's a podcast and we can basically make up the rules phil will be on write that down but he's going on vacation and so he has sent in his predictions but that means it's going to be zolgad declan goff mm-hmm. guest predictor eli yes sir and then phil and then phil will drop in after being around for the entire first segment where we answered questions and talked a lot of Vikings. 
he will drop in with his predictions. But before we get to predictions, as everybody knows, nobody, and I don't know why, because we're morons for doing this, nobody holds themselves accountable like our show. So Mackie puts, he must put in a ton of work every week. Going sifting through these damn predictions, which by the way, at some some point they go back like three years. Like these are not hey, the have, last week or I have no idea how he does it. He sends me notes about he sent me a note last night. I, I kid you not. It was for one of his predictions, which said, Did Case Cook his throw a pass in team drills while he was still here? So it's the accountability session. It's no fun for us unless we do well which occasionally we do more often than not we do not uh, but Declan Goff you've got all of the materials to go through this so I'm going to hand the baton to you and allow you to run through the accountability session. all right I'll, and I'll try to be my best Phil Mackey here Judd Zolgat you know there's only one Phil Mackey Goff, man. and just be your de- and you know what yeah you're right I am self-awareness I, I am I am the executive producer so this will be an executive accountability session between the listeners yourself Phil Mackey and myself Here's how Write That Down works. Three predictions from uh, everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We obviously keep track of batting average. We keep track of home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, or send me a DM on Twitter at Dex's Tweets. We do have some openings, I still believe, starting in September. So we do have some openings starting up here pretty soon. I know there's also, you can enter through the Score North app. Continue to do that. Just know that I have not checked that in a while, and the email and the DMs are the best things to get on the show. So shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. The executive producer is not checking. I, not checking there's the like app. seven. Phil's like giving me seven different ways to get guests on this show. You know and, and you know what? Phil, Phil is a smart guy, but I think we're, we're oversaturating the ways to get on Write That Down. I'm you just going to vent next? about that really quick. Is, is next? Snail mail. Yeah. Send in your letters to Declan Goff. P.O. Box. At the studio, KSTP. You will get them. They must be typewritten. Oh my god! All right, let's uh, let's run through this accountability session. Write this down, Judd Zolgad. We'll start with you. A couple things off the board: the U.S. Olympic men's basketball team will not win gold in the Summer Olympics. You know what? There was a point where I thought I was going to be right, and I. You know what? I think we would have had a home run there. I think we would have had a home run if yeah, that was could, right. Yes, we'd have to that. we have to talk to the committee, but I think it would have been uh, a home run if that blame, did come true. I blame Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant had done what he should have done, which was take the summer off in basketball, I think that comes true. Uh, you also said the Cleveland Indians will become the Cleveland Spiders in 2022. Uh, that was wrong. I actually had the insight. I should have reported it. Uh, between between, I'll just say it now. I don't care because now it's official. I was told. From a certain Indians reliever, his girlfriend was hanging out with my friends two weeks before this came out and said they're going to become the Guardians. Now, I thought about tweeting it, but, you know, it was the first time I met her. It was a low leverage reliever, too, by the way. It wasn't like a credible player. Like, he's a good player on the Indians, but he's not great. So I didn't run with it. Why is this person lying to me? Uh, But anyway, regardless, back to the show and not all about me. You said the Cleveland Indians become the Spiders. That is is, uh, incorrect. However, you did say... Jorge Polanco will hit 20 or more home runs in 2021. Yes! There right. we go, Judd Zolgat. Nice little hit a there one for, for you. Three. That's not yeah. a little bad. Not, not bad, bad at all. Not bad Flare at all. the ball to left. All right. Phil Mackey. Oh. Couple th- uh, one thing off the board. The Timberwolves will sign or trade for a player between now and next week's <laughs> Write That Down. And this is, uh, this. I mean, this is it. This is the game. 
It's quantifiable. They sign Nathan Wright, so Phil Mackey gets a hit. Kind of hilarious. It counts, though. That is, okay, that is among the most pathetic hits I have ever seen, and I would tell Phil that to his face. That is a dribbler past the first baseman. Yeah. That's a that's a, not a fielder's choice because that's not a hit technically. But yeah, that's a that's a play where even the official score has to you know think about which ones are we doing. Write it here. down. You like writing yeah, things Stu Thornley down. has to give that great thought. No kidding. Uh, this is still on the board for Phil at A Rod's introductory media session. He will say he has plans to keep the Wolves in Minnesota. I believe we're coming up to that. You know, I, I believe we got to be getting an introductory press conference. Johnny K talked to him at the Athletic. I bet that's going to be happening within the next month or two. Uh, but that is still All right. on the board for Phil Mackey. Listeners, a couple things off and a, a bomb for Alex. We'll get into that in just a bit. Uh, Brady said the Timberwolves will lose the lottery, but will still a- acquire a first-round pick in this year's draft. That is incorrect. Sorry, Brady. Uh, Nicholas said Bill O'Brien and Matt Patricia will work for the Patriots by 2021 in week one. Is Patricia back in New England? Yeah. Yeah, but and he's uh, got an untitled role. Where's Bill O'Brien now? I, he is, oh God, he's who an knows? assistant somewhere. Who knows? That would have been a home run, I think, though, if that came true. Yeah, so that was two good, things, and yeah, good close good. there, Nicholas. However, our guy Alex did go yard with this parlay. Not only will the U.S. win the most medals, they will also win the most gold medals. Yeah. All right, nice little parlay. They're not not, not like a bomb in, into the Cubby's coat, right. but uh, but a home run over the fence nonetheless. So Alex, nice I'd little... say that's into the. I would say that's into the Mauer pots, probably. Yep. The Mauer pots just over the limestone, or uh, yes, in the in, in uh, left field, not in over the limestone. Field. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, myself, I said Greg will win the Bachelorette. Oh, Gregors, he deserves so much better. Phil is not. I I know why Phil took vacation because we would have spent forty five minutes dissecting the Greg and Katie relationship, so, and I am Team Greg on this, by the way. Give me give me just a quick cliff notes because I saw a lot of controversy flared up on Twitter immediately. Yeah. Did somebody screw up? Did somebody do something that okay. was egregious? Without yeah, without spending too much time, Greg was basically Judd the front runner on this show. Like he got like the first date card, you know, early in the season. Him and Katie had an amazing connection. It was very clear Greg was the front runner. He survived all the rose ceremonies. They get to hometowns portion of the show, which I believe you are somewhat familiar with. That's where the bachelor or bachelorette meets the family of of the contestant. And they have a great day at hometowns. They meet his mom and his sisters and, and, and his sisters and nephews send in video tributes. And they have this great family day. And Greg basically admits to her afterwards that she's in love with him. And all Katie can say is, I like your face. Doesn't say I love you back. And then Greg starts freaking out that, well, why am I even doing this? And they're having this closed door conversation with the cameras not really on them, but you can hear them. And Katie is telling Greg, like, you know, it's always going to be you. It's going to be you. But like, I have to continue doing these hometowns. It's part of the process. And basically, Greg got sick of the process. Did it like, if you don't love me, then why am I doing this? What am I going to wait here another but she week? She did love him. She claims she never said it, but she she basically wanted him to play out the game. And then Katie claims Greg was gaslighting her. I actually think uh, Katie was gaslighting Greg. I don't think Greg was gaslighting Katie. And is I think, Greg the one with a wife who died? No, that was uh, was that Chris? No, it was not. Uh, Greg is a guy from okay. Jersey, just a nice nice okay. boy from Jersey oh, who dead. lost his father. You know he's he's a nice guy. Uh, Princeton fan though. That that is uh that that's the story here. With I could go another hour on it, but I won't. Yeah, no, no, no. I just wanted to cliff notes. Thank For you sure. very much. You did a good job. Your 2021 season statistics though. Judd Zolgad still holding on with that Rockaroo 400 average. Well, actually not Rockaroo. Uh, uh, Ted Williams 400 average. But Ted Williams 406 1941. Don't forget it. But yes. 400 average and leading with five bombs. Tied leading, I should say, with five bombs. Myself, I'm hitting 349. A nice Juan Pierre average with two home runs. Uh, Phil Mackey hitting 319 with a couple bombs. 
Uh, listeners at 307 tied with you with a home run lead at five home runs. Juan Pierre is not a 350 hitter. You're my, that's more like George Brett, Tony Gwynn right there at 350. Uh, but don't I don't have a lot of power. You know, I have a lot of power. You're right. Juan Pierre didn't hit 350. Tony Gwynn. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take I'll take Tony, Tony Gwynn, Gwynn, man. One of the greats <laughs> of all time. Equate yourself with greatness at 350. All right. Let's, uh, let's get our guy Eli in here, Judd. Here he is. All right. Eli. What's going on? You're on Write That Down. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Excited to be on with you guys. Now, what's what's the strategy here? Are you going to be swinging for the fences? Are you going to be trying to get hits? Because here's the thing. Um, I've got a little of both. Okay. All right. Oh, one second. You guys are going in and out a little bit for me. but Okay. Uh-oh. You got us now, okay? Yeah. All right, sweet. So, Eli, here's, a, here's how the order will go. We're going to start with you. We're then gonna go to Phil for his video clips, over to Judd, then to, or over to myself to Judd. So Eli, you lead us off. Give us your first prediction. The floor is yours. Sounds good. Um, so I, I want to clarify that I came up with this prediction long before any of the Vikings quarterback room drama or the report that the uh, the Vikings were the least vaccinated team in the NFL. <laughs> okay. Um, first prediction. First. First prediction, uh, Vikings will have more former pro bowlers miss games this season due to COVID protocols than Kirk Cousins' game-winning touchdown drives throughout the entire NFL season. Got okay. Declan? I believe so, yes. Then game-winning drives for Kirk Cousins, right? Yes, okay. game-winning yep. drives for Cousins. All right. I do have that. Okay. All right. I like that's it. Very Phil, that's a very Phil-like prediction right yeah. there. I like very that Very Mackey-like. Like. Maconian prediction of downfalls for Kirk and the you know I, I thought it was maybe uh, put put Kirk up against what might be the Achilles for him and the whole Vikings this upcoming. I like season. how you think. So, we'll I see. like how you think, Eli. Sorry, I already did pull a Phil Mackey. I already messed up the order as I said it, Judd. So we usually start with Eli, then over to you. Oh, that's okay. So you'll give your next prediction here. Oh, okay. I was going to say or do Phil next. It's no, no. fine. Go ahead. You, you, Phil really can't talk for himself. It's he can true. Control Phil for once. All right. You can write this down, gentlemen. Kevin Fiala will lead the Wild in goals this coming season. All right. So Kevin Fiala, not Kirill, is going to lead the Wild in goal scoring. So not points, but goals in 2021-22. All right. I have a Fiala prediction as well I'll get to here in just a bit. But let's let's hear from Phil Mackey. What has he got here for us? Mm. All right, prediction number one here. I usually save my football and Vikings predictions for Purple Daily, but uh, I don't know, I've just got, I'm overflowing with Vikings predictions and nowhere to put them, so let's start with this one. I am so sick of all you guys ragging on Greg Joseph, all of Judd's negativity about the kicking situation, all right? Let's have a little faith in Greg the Leg Joseph, okay? <laughs> so write this down. Greg Joseph will not miss a kick in the Vikings' first preseason game, all right? Let's get it. Road to the Super Bowl starts now with Greg the Leg Joseph. Good God, Greg the Leg Joseph. You know what? That shot at me was purely yep. because it's it's taped, too, so yep. I can't really respond to him. <laughs> yes. I can't really respond to him. And I think I have on Purple Daily, I think I have he misses his first preseason yeah. field goal, I believe, if I can remember right on the Yeah, line. that was a parting shot of a guy about to go on vacay feeling really cocky and good. I, 
I, and he's going to get back, and it's going to bite him right in the ass. Greg Joseph is not going to be the leg. I did see an Insta story from him and uh, Mrs. Mackey this morning, and it looks like he was already dipping into an alcoholic beverage at 7 a.m. at the airport, which I'm very proud of him. He's drinking an alcoholic beverage at 7 a.m. He's starting vacation off right. I know he doesn't like using the bathroom on a flight, so I'm hoping uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him for breaking some airport rules. Those are the way you fly, man. Those are the way you fly. All right, what do you got? All right, I'll go with Fiala, my Fiala one here too, Judson. You just gave yours. I will say... Kevin Fiala will agree to a contract before getting to arbitration. So Kevin Fiala okay. has an arbitration hearing, uh, I believe the 18th. So I believe between now and next week's write that down. So he'll he'll be under contract or at least agree to some type of contract uh, between now and next week. But my write that down is he will agree to a contract before getting to arbitration. So if he goes to arbitration, he agrees to that. This won't come true. But I'll, I will say he will agree to that contract before getting to arbitration. I think you're probably right. That down. Eli? All right. All right. Number two. Um, before the end of the 2022 NBA offseason, so before the end of next offseason, Minnesota Timberwolves will uh, either trade for or trade away a former NBA All-Star. <laughs> Wait, Eli All-Star. coming on just dropping bombs yes. that aren't necessarily So my logic with this one, we're hanging around. Sports. I like how you think. I, listen, I've been a Minnesota sports fan for a long time. I, I know that there's a fine balance between optimism and uh, uh, insanity for Minnesota sports fans. So, um, so my logic here was that at near the deadline, if we're contenders for the playoffs, Rosas is probably going to push in all his chips and, and make right. a move for someone like De'Aaron Fox. Oh, yeah. Uh, SGA, Siakam, or someone like that. Um, and if things fall apart this year, Kat's probably asking out. So, yeah. All right. I like Write that. It down. You like writing things down. I like that one, Eli. Uh, am, am I up next, Declan? Yes, I believe Jed. it's me, then Phil, and then you. All right. So I'm going to make a uh, prediction off of something that we discussed on the bonus scoop on Tuesday with Doogie. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be a surprise, but I feel it has to be out there. So, I'm going with a Twins prediction, which is this. Ooh. Not only will Randy Dobnik not be in the rotation to start the 2022 campaign, which Dukes thinks there's a good chance he is going to be, he will not be on the Twins roster to start wow. next season. So Dobnik will – I'm not saying he'll be gone from the organization. He'll probably be in St. Paul. Okay. Uh, but Randy Dobnik is not going to be they're, – they're going to swallow hard and say – made a mistake here because they did uh randy dominic will not be on the twins opening day roster okay. declan okay yep. for 2022 okay you got it i like that uh I let's don't go like to say it but it has to be said. I, well when he said it too yes when duke said that yesterday too i mean i think it's safe to say you can pencil him and he's not in pen though that's what i like to say when you're when you're filling out those rotations and by the way we're going to probably start doing that since this twin season's already in the crapper and it took 114 games for alex column to get his first save yesterday at target field um, Griffin, so. ja- Griffin Jacks and hey. and Ober. Ober, those guys will be in the rotation. I think so before Dobnik, and that's who's going to be there. Um, I, I don't often fight the uh, scoop master Dukes, but in this one, I'm going to fight him on it. Write this down. All right, let's go over to uh, Phil for his second prediction. All right, prediction number two here. You guys think my Wolves Kool Aid drinking? <laughs> is just confined to the regular season, right? Oh, not so fast. I stone-cold Steve Austin Wolves Kool-Aid 
all during summer league as well. Write this down. Jalen Noel will average at least 20 points per game in summer league for the Timberwolves. Jalen Noel, at least 20 points per game in summer league for the Wolves. That's right. Wow. That's, uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, that's one of the most – it's not that it's a bad prediction. It's just one of the most unnecessary predictions we've ever had it's, on Write That Down. It's peak Mackie. Yeah, it's peak peak Wolves Kool-Aid Mackie right there. That it's is, a summer league prediction. I agree. I agree. My God. I thought, I thought he was going to go with my guy, Jaden McDaniels. Time. I thought he was going to go with Jaden McDaniels, but Jalen Noel. Not the most, is this not one of the most ridiculous things? You guys are heard? going in and out a little bit. Okay. All right. For I think, listen, the Summer League, every single year we see random guys drop 25 points a game. And so, I mean – for this upcoming season, do I expect Nathan Knight to be 19 and 8? Probably not for the Timberwolves. So, should I expect Jalen to. Well, if he uh, averages 20 points a game during the summer league to be that kind of a player for the Wolves? Probably not. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Judd, I will give uh, my next prediction here. I'll also give another wild prediction. Uh, I will say between now and next week's, write that down, Kirill Kaprizov will sign a new contract with the Minnesota Wild. So between now and okay. next week's, write that down. On it. Ooh, Kirill like Kaprizov it. will sign a new contract between now and next week's. Write that down. Make sure you write, write that down. Write it down. You like writing I like things that. down. All right, Eli, All right. your final prediction, my man. All right, so I went to Florida State, so I've got okay. a, uh, a prediction that kind of bridges the gap between FSU uh, and the Minnesota Vikings. Rest in peace, Bobby Bowden. Um, So final prediction, four or more of the following five Florida State players in the NFL will make the Pro Bowl this upcoming season. Dalvin Cook, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Derwin James, Brian Burns, and famous Jameis Winston. All right. Okay. I like it. I'm... I think Jameis Winston might be a reach, but I like your optimism there. Well, I think four of them, if they're healthy, are a lock yeah. between Dalvin, Ramsey, Derwin, and Brian Burns. Jameis, I mean, he led the league in passing a couple of years ago, and he's made, I think, two or three Pro Bowls in his career. Um, so we'll see in uh, for the Saints if Sean Payton's able to kind of hone him in a little bit and uh, get him to play within the system. Because if he does, I think he has – a good chance of actually being productive this upcoming year if, if he can cut down on the interceptions. All right, sir. Great stuff. Thanks much. And um, I, I like the fact that you definitely come off like a sports fan from this state who's been jaded like the rest of us. So take care, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again at some point and write that down, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, All Eli. Right, Appreciate it. Eli, yeah, nice little uh, Florida State, little Seminoles predictions. I like that as well. He's- He's optimistic about Florida mm-hmm. State, but he's not. But shockingly, he's not so optimistic about the sports teams in this town. So, all right, make a note of this. Okay. When Mackie gets back, we have to give him crap. We have to about a summer league prediction. Okay, we will. Yeah, no, that's fine. I thought the that scoring was... prediction for the summer league has to be brought brought up, and if nothing else, next week at this time. Yeah. Because I what? got ripped for my Sano home run prediction, which, by the way, is fine. I can be ripped for it. That was absurd. But 
a summer league scoring prediction. Oh, and by the way, I'm not sure if you saw the graphic on uh, Fox Sports, or I'm sorry, Bally Sports North last night. Two home runs in the last two games going into last night. He's going to get to my five for the rest of the season. He was going to get to your five by the end of August, dude. I want easy hits, dude. That's That's how this works. I I, I want some easy hits. Honestly, I wanted to put a disclaimer in. If that didn't come true, I wanted you to lose a home run out of it or something. That's just like the easiest gimme of all time. That's how this game works. Until somebody legislates what can and can't be predicted. Oh, my God. I I am going to attempt to pad my 400 Average, do you think Rodney Klein crew didn't get some cheap hits? Oh my God. All right. Your final prediction. My my last prediction. And this is good news for Minnesota sports fans. Okay. At least longtime Minnesota sports fans, Declan Goff. Tony Oliva will be voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame this winter and inducted, obviously, then in 2022. So he's going to be up for um discussion among a group called the and i kid you not mm-hmm. golden days eras plural committee yep um it's a committee that includes 16 former players and baseball executives the candidates who are up for this need at least 12 votes to get the 75 percentile to get in i say this is the year finally that tonio gets that yep. tonio leva is going to go into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2022. I love that. So, Long so, overdue. So this this is different from that Legends Committee that they used to have, right? This is a separate I don't. Thing? They might have renamed it for Got all it. I know. There's there there's a bunch of different committees now. I okay. don't know for sure. Okay. But but yes, it's called typical baseball too. Like yeah, the I know. Golden Days Eras Committee. It sounds like an old folks retirement home. <laughs> I'm calling it quits. I'm going to go check in. My kids are taking me. They're dropping me off at the Golden Days Eras Committee home. It's ridiculous. All right, Phil Mackey. All right, Phil Mackey's uh, third and final prediction here. Prediction number three. All right, it's a big weekend at Target Field. You got the 1991 uh, 30-year World Series reunion, and Nelson Cruz coming back to Target Field where, write this down, he will hit at least one home run. And speaking of Target Field this weekend, tickets are available. Twinsbaseball.com slash tickets. If you want to get in on the festivities, Saturday is the big celebration celebrating the 30-year anniversary of the 1991 World Champion Twins. Let's uh, let's try not to go 30 years between major men's championships in this town. Okay, let's, uh, let's try and get on that here, fellas. Uh, twinsbaseball.com slash tickets. Thank you. Even when he's doing his predictions, he gets a read in there. Look at that. What a guy. He does get the read in there. Yeah. He does get the read in there. But again, okay, he just gave us three predictions, two of which he wouldn't have made, I don't think, if he had been here live. Uh, I think the I Nelson, think he would have given Nelson Cruz two home runs. I think Come the, on. I think the Nelson Cruz one's fine. You're just bitter over your Sano one. You're just bitter that we I'm game after that you. You guys that. gave me so much crap. He just said he just said the boomstick's going to hit one home run in three games at a place he hits a ton of home runs. I, I'm just trying to I'm oh trying to defend my honor here by saying I'm not the only one who games a system that is ripe to be gamed. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever. All right. Yeah. I I have one more prediction here. So uh, I know you do. Get, get Write in this down. Final prediction. I'll get out of your way. Thank you. Uh, you, you were talking about your twins prediction with Dobnek with Doogie. We just had one there from from Phil on Nelson Cruz. Uh, Jake DePew and I, or as I like to call each other, Pavano and Butera, have been doing the uh, twin show over the last few weeks with you at training camp. <laughs> and uh, Jake asked a question about who could be traded 
this winter to maybe get some pitching? You know, what what position group could they use that could get them maybe some a front line pitcher or help them kind of expedite uh, or expedite the the process to get them some better starting yeah. pitching? So I will say this because I mentioned it to Jake. The Twins will trade Mitch Garver or Ryan Jeffers this winter. Write that Ooh. down. The Twins will trade Mitch Garver or Ryan Jeffers this winter. The Twins have a surplus a little bit at catching here, okay? And and both okay. these guys, in my opinion, are exactly what I want in catchers. Garver doesn't hit for average, but he's got a big bat, hits for power. I think he's sucking like 500 this year. Jeffers, I don't know if he can ever be a, a competent offensive player, but it looks like his defensive prowess is going to be all right and, and keep him in the game for a long time. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't really see how you get both of them again on your opening day roster for 2022. So write this down. The Twins will trade Mitch Garver or Ryan Jeffers this winter. Write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Interesting. For what? Pitching? Yeah, I think for pitching. I think that'd be the, uh, that'd be the goal there to, to get, get the right pitching in. All right. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think – well, I guess you, you would get Marfa Garver for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I want Jeffers as my starting catcher. In fact, I'm almost positive I don't. Yeah. So, but you're not, I don't know what you would get back. I guess if Jeffers is part of a package, right? Yeah. So like if I packaged him with, with something else, Hey, quick twins question and, and side rant, I won't make it long for you, Okay. but can I ask you, can you explain to me? So they won last night. Yep. Okay. You know, season's over, but they won. Can you explain to me what the upside of the left side of the infield was so you've got and we've all talked about this but Simmons is short yep that's frustrating but we've talked about it but Astadio is playing now again like he hit a home run last night and I just want to say but what's the point like what is Williams what what are you learning what are you doing by playing him like what's the point of him playing I I, I guess I'd like to I guess I'd like to know and I, I guess the response would be well who else is going to play? Well, can you call somebody up? Can you can you have uh, you, this whole Nick Gordon thing is weird. I agree. So so I've been saying get as long a look at the in the big leagues as possible at Gordon because you know what he might not be part of your plans, but you your track record right now of decisions on young players is awful. So like you want to don't assume if you have dismissed Nick Gordon, been like okay he's not it's not going to work. What I would say to you is, are you sure? Because you told me Lamont Wade was not going to work. Jay Cave is still here, right? You told me um, Akil Badu does not deserve to be on the 40-man roster, not even on the big league club. And he looks like a real player for Detroit. So, so, and I keep getting notes back, well, Nick Gordon's not good. Look at his stats. Just look at Nick Gordon. And I'm like, what are you basing that on? as far as as a decision here, which you have nothing to lose by playing him. Okay, so he stinks. Do you really think Williams Astadio playing is a good idea? He has no future here. Uh, I fully expect he won't be back. No. I And and look, Williams Astadio was a lot of fun and comic relief on a really good team because I think he played a role in the clubhouse. And yes, he could step in and pinch hit sometimes. But as far as going forward, a guy like Astadio has no role here really. And so I just, I'm just so confused as to what they're doing. 
and let's not be, let's not assume that any player who they don't like, they are right about. Because Lamont Wade Jr., who, by the way, Jake bleeping to Pew, our buddy who lives in Boston, mm-hmm. he watches Twins games. I mean, he watches a ton, but he's watching Twins games from Boston, Massachusetts. How long, Declan, was he telling us flat out, hey, look, Wade's pretty good. And I, and I was always like, okay, I don't really know, but okay. And he's like, takes really good at bats. He's really smart, which, which you could tell is true. Um, so why are we saying, well, Nick Gordon's not going to work? So you're playing Astadio? Yeah. Simmons being here makes zero sense. Oh, well, he, and I mean, I know what Duke said, and, and I get that. Well, he is a really good defensive player, or he is a, he is an incredibly competent defensive shortstop. So it helps the pitchers, but that's not why I'm going to play a guy now. Like I can tell by the pitchers if they're good or, or not. Um, and Polanco's not ideal at short, but he's not a complete train wreck. Anyway, I'm just, I'm so perplexed by what they're doing to find out more about a team that's a huge disappointment. I, and I just I just want to know. I'm the I'm, I'm the shrugging emoji here, Judd. I, I really I I've I've I know I'm wearing a twins cap today. Are you as frustrated today. or baffled as I am? I am not like, because I, 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 I I'm I'm dead serious when I say this. And I I'm happy mm-hmm. people that go are going to Target Field. I'm probably gonna get out there this weekend as well. I checked out on this baseball team in mid May. Okay, but don't you want them good next year? Maybe. Like they they should be I, doing things to I discover got, themselves. I got gaslit by speaking of getting gaslit, we were just talking about the back threat. I got gaslit by the twins, and I need time to process this and have a nice winter to myself before I'm ready to maybe commit back to love. Okay. So so I, I was gaslit want, by this twins. Right, no. but don't you want them to get the help that they need? The, the, the two thousand twenty one, I don't care help. about I don't care about two thousand twenty one. I don't care. Two thousand twenty two. Like they are actively allowing good players to walk away without ever evaluating yep. them correctly. And, and, but Declan, you are going to be broken up for years at the rate we're going. Do you want that? I'm, Summer's supposed to be fun. The last two years were great. I'm, as I'm, far as, I'm washing away this season. I, I'm, I don't care. Okay. But that's not my question. I'm as, I'll ask you again. What about next year? We'll worry like about that in the what, off season. That's what I'm, that's okay, where I'm at right you, now. But you're in a great portion of what we like to call the discovery phase now yeah. of, oh my God, they brought this guy up. Oh, I see where he fits. Oh my goodness, this guy's not what we thought. Okay, like Williams, Ostadia, you're done with. Yep. Andrelton Simmons, you're done with. So why wouldn't you be, I, I totally get what you're saying and what you're saying a lot of fans are, and I'm with you on that. I'm done too. I'm not particularly like plugged in as I would be ordinarily. But that doesn't mean I don't want them making decisions to discover things. Like pitching-wise, I sort of like what they're doing. Griffin Jacks, can he pitch? Okay, we're going to find out. But Astadia playing third base or playing at all does nothing for you. Does nothing for you. You know what? If Mitch Garver plays, if Jeffers plays, totally get it. Polanco should play, totally get it. Buxton's coming back, that's great. Totally get it. How about what our old uh, intern Duncan yeah, that was pretty. Last night. That was interesting too. Apparently, do you think? Do you think they're going away from the Casota Gold, as was thrown out by a person on Twitter, or are the Byron Buxton jerseys in the Twin Store being fifty percent off? A hint about the future. So I, I also heard too because they're getting rid of Majestic brand, so like the MLB is moving on from that branding of clothing. So that's also oh, a big okay. reason why. So I know it, it is some great reckless speculation from our old buddy Duncan, but um, but yeah, yes, thank you, Duncan. Yeah, but yeah, that's. That that's all I have. Uh, the, the twins. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till this winter to process things. That uh, is we did my get a note from that. 
I did get a very fair tweet from a guy last night who I think has heard Phil's impeccable reads about tickets. Yes. And he said, are you guys ignoring the Twins uh, because you're going soft on, on the Twins? And I assured him, no. It's just that more people are like Dex and don't want to hear Twins talk. Yeah. So we're not going soft. Sure it is. And I'm questioning everything that they do. Uh, but, it was, but it was a very fair question yep. because the reads coincided with us. And like, we're checked out personally. So anyway, all right, we're done. Um, be back on Thursday. Phil will be back in pocket on Monday, but you do not want to miss Thursday show because it is a reckless speculation Thursday and Declan and I will not let you down and Doogie scheduled to join as well. And when Doogie's in the house, reckless speculation, let's just say it hits a, a peak height. We'll talk to you later. Think you can only get groceries delivered through Instacart. Actually, you can shop over 900 stores, including Best Buy, Kroger, Sephora, Safeway, Bed Bath & Beyond, Dick's Sporting Goods, and more with fast delivery today. And with Klarna, you'll have more time to pay. So if you need a beret, a fillet, or stuff to play croquet while listening to reggae down by the bay with a divorcee and a toupee, Instacart and Klarna is a better way to shop. Man, I lost it. Download the Instacart app and start shopping. Terms apply. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.